Welcome back to Aliyah Yomi. Today we're going to be learning Yisrael Shvi, the seventh and last Aliyah in Parshas Yisrael. The topic of our Aliyah is coming back to reality. It is a short Aliyah, only nine Tzukim Lorang from Perek Chav, Pasuk Yudala to Chav Beis. In our Aliyah, we hear the following. As B'nai Yisrael sees all of this incredible show, the, the, the lights, the thunder, the lightning, they hear the extrasensory, this experience of the shofar, and the, they see the mountain which is smoking, they, 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 they're blown backwards there. And they, and they stand from afar and they said to Moshe, you you should speak and we should listen. But Hashem should not speak to us directly, lest we die. So Moshe says, don't fear. This is in order to test you. And you know, Hashem, your, your, your fear upon your faces, that's why this, you should not sin. That's why this is happening. And they stand from afar. Moshe enters into the Arafel, into the darkness, and then continues the experience. And then Moshe Rabbeinu comes out and he says the following mitzvahs to the people. You saw that Hashem spoke to you from the heavens. Do not make gods of silver and gods of gold. Rather, you should make an earth altar and upon it you should sacrifice to you to, 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 to me because, because any place that I mention in my name there I will be to you and bless you. And if you make an altar of rock, it should not be made out of cut stone because you used your sword to wave upon it and therefore invalidated it this way. And you should not climb up on steps on Mami's Berg you don't, because you should not reveal your nakedness upon it. Rather, it should be a ramp. It was very enigmatic. You have to ask yourself at this point in time, like, why are these, why are these ideas, the ideas of not making silver gods and gold gods, then making an altar, making it out of earth or not cut stone, and then not using steps but using a ramp, why are these the immediate follow-on mitzvahs to Matan Torah? They seem to be so inconsequential, they seem to be such details. Why can't they be part of Parshas Mishpatim? Why are they here? Which leads us into a deeper question, and that is, is maybe, um, to try to understand this, we can ask a, a, the question which is the following. The first mitzvah which they are given after Matan Torah is don't make gods of silver and gold. But the second Vaseris Adibros was don't make any images. So why is Hashem repeating the second Vaseris Adibros is the command after Vaseris Adibros? Wasn't that already covered? Why, why is this being made of here? It's such an obvious question to ask. This leads us into a very beautiful idea, a very powerful thought. And that is, is the reason why the Moshe Rabbeinu is saying don't make gods, gods of silver and gold is for a very simple reason. It's because they just witnessed the divine. And the Aseris Nibros was not Hashem giving us an atomized you know, piece of paper with 10, 10 recommendations on it. And then we have to memorize it. The Aseris Debros was the greatest celestial esoteric experience a human being as a nation has ever witnessed. That's why the Ma'aseh Merkava, the, the chariot vision of Yeshayahu and Yechezkel, is used as our Torah, both, both on Parshas um, Yisroi and in, on Shavuos, because it was literally seeing the celestial. It was seeing the metaphysical open up and the physical melt away. That's all, what was happening. And after a person sees that, human beings have a great weakness. They like to recreate what it was they saw in a more tangible way. And when you see all that white and yellow light, you see the lightning, you see the flashes, what do you want to do? You want to create Elohei Chesav and Elohei Zohav. You want to create silver like the white light and gold like the yellow light. You want to create the images that you saw in that experience. And Hashem says, don't try to recreate the experience. This is not the time to recreate it. In fact, Rav Hirsch takes it one step further. He says, <clears throat> and in, in the way he, he describes it is, um, 
um, the aim of the game, essentially, is to fashion ourselves into altars for the divine here on earth. It is not for us to try to replicate the experiences on heaven on uh, down here. It is for us to ascend to heaven. And human beings have this need, after they experience something sublime and something very important, to try to recreate it. We live in a selfie generation. You know, in the year in 2015, more people died from taking selfies than from shark attacks. Um, <clears throat> in certain countries, in certain cities, Mumbai, as an example, have selfie-free zones because of people doing the stupidest of things. When people go through experiences, they like to take selfies. They like to say, I was there. Because essentially, part of their identity is linked to the fact that they were there. And the Torah says, that's not how it works. You don't leave Sinai and get the t-shirt. You don't leave with a picture that you were there and that's the sum total experience. After such an experience, you need to walk up to Hashem. You don't try to bring Hashem down to earth and try to recreate what it is that you see. That's what's happening over here. And that's why these mitzvahs all relate to this idea of not trying to replicate. And in fact, it makes so much sense that later on, when the Egel Azov happens, it is a replication of something they saw on the Divine Throne. The calf is one of the symbols on the, the celestial Divine Throne, which is what they were trying to do, which is why Hashem was warning them precisely against doing here. Another question we can ask ourselves is the following. In our parasha, the, uh, the second last pasuk is, V'im mizbach If you make an altar of stone for me. V'im? If? Rabbi Shmuel actually says, in, uh, as Rashi quotes in the, med- the Medrash over here, that there are three times the Torah says the word im, if, when it actually means when. One is here, v'im mizbach avadim, if you'll make an altar of stones. No, 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 you're going to make an altar of stones, I'm going to command that to you. But here, but it's really a when, it's just refer- referred to as an if. Then the other one is, im kesef talve esamin, pashas mishpatim. If you'll lend money to the to the people who are impoverished in the people, that's not an if, that's when. And finally, vi'im takriv minchas bikurim. And if you'll bring the minchas bikurim, the sacrifice of the bikurim, that's the third time when the Torah is not asking us if we want to, but it's telling us when using the word if. Why is that? Why are these three cases framed in the if language, even though they are really whens? So Rav Moshe Feinstein says a remarkable insight. And that is, is the following. Anybody who's had the opportunity of being an employer, being in charge of managing other people, there's a very difficult conundrum that a person has. On the one hand, one wants, wants those people to live by the rule and listen to all the laws. However, at the same time, we all know employees who clock in, clock out, and they complain about the coffee in the middle. They, they just do what they need to because they're paid by the hour and they do everything they need to and then they'll go off with their own life and their own life really is their priority. They don't believe the same things the boss does. They don't drink the same Kool-Aid and they wouldn't necessarily give or make too many sacrifices for their company because after all, it's only a job and if something else better comes up, they will take it. The Torah, when Hashem gives us the Torah, He doesn't want us to be employees he doesn't want us to be sitting around the, 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 the cooler station talking about the latest. He wants us to be believing and synced with the same ideology that he wants to espouse in this world. And in order to do this, he needs to, in a certain sense, want us to make his ifs when. If you're to say to us, thy shalt for everything, you will always do this, you will always do this, you will always do this, we'll become employees. We'll become the people where we mechanically have to do this, but really our heart is elsewhere. We're dreaming about the next TV series. We're dreaming about the next vacation. We're not really there. Hashem wants it to be that the wins are really ifs. That we know that we have the choice to do it and we want to because we buy in. It matters to us. Says Ramosha Feinstein, it's in three different arenas. 
If you make an altar, that refers to our relationship with the Almighty. That's been Adam Lamakom. In that realm of our ritual practice, our connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Hashem wants us to choose to want that relationship. The next one is in, in Kesav Talvei Sami, Tzedakah. That is in the realm of the social, when Ben Adam Lachavero, when people want to care about each other, where Hashem wants us to be, that we choose to care about each other, not because we have to, not because we're mandated to care about each other. And finally, the third is Ben Milchas Bikurim, that is referring to the Milchas Bikurim. The Bikurim is to engender a, a, a characteristic of gratitude. And this is Ben Adam, not not with Hashem, not Ben Adam Lachavera, but Ben Adam Laatzmai. And Hashem wants us to make the choice to be better people, not because Hashem told us to, but because we want to. We want to be on the same page. We want to be representing the values that Hashem wanted of us. This explains all the three ex uh, times that the Torah talks about it in, in the place of a when. And with this, we conclude Parashas Yisra. In the meantime, have a wonderful and meaningful day and a beautiful Shabbos.